Welcome to the Salt Pile. My name is Hank. With me is Ben. And we're going to talk about a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Some of which planned out to talk about like a while ago. And now I don't have the motivation to talk about some of it. But it's on the list. So see how it goes. All right. Now I'm. See how it goes. I. Like, I want to make a bet with myself. Like, I'm looking at your list, and I'm like, okay, what's he not motivated to talk about? I mean, it's at the top of the list, Ben. It's not complicated. Okay. I mean, that's kind of what I would, That's kind of what I figured, because I'm like, what haven't yeah. I seen you, like, mention in forever? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I played through Pokemon Sword. That was a while ago. But whatever. Let's start with the stuff that we've actually both done. Okay. Um... So, yeah, that's Adventure Time and Wildermyth. Yes. And Rick and Morty, I guess. True. Uh, which one do you uh, want to hit first? Let's start with Adventure Time Distant Lands. Okay, okay. Which uh, So I caught up with episodes two and three, which is all the... They're only through episode three out of four episodes so far. Mm-hmm. Uh but I had watched episode one, the BMO episode, previously. And I was, like, really, really thrilled at how much I liked episode two in particular. Uh, yeah, my maybe not so hot take is that so far we have two episodes that I barely care about surrounding a really fucking good piece of media. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, episode two is so much better than the other ones, in my opinion. Well, episode two... Well, so episode one is a BMO space adventure. Uh, episode two is Marceline and Princess Bubblegum. And episode three is Jake and Finn in the afterlife after they've died. Um, yeah. And the, th- the, the reason episode two is easily the best is it has the most material... Because more Marceline and Princess Bubblegum is, like, what I most wanted more out of Adventure Time. Like, we got plenty of Finn and Jake. (laughs) Like, I love those characters, but we got plenty of them. I didn't need more Finn and Jake. I kind of needed more Marceline and Princess Bubblegum because their their dynamic is so good. Marceline is, like, just in general... Is like my is easily my favorite character on that show. Oh, totally. She's just so she's oh, just okay. so good. <laughs> okay, I'm Marceline, pretty much favorite, but like forest wizard kind of <laughs> really really held a gun to my head. Uh huh. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, uh, Marceline Bubblegum is like I agree, definitely the thing that I wanted to see more of. Yeah. And that, like, you know, just seeing them being happy together and having an occasional kiss, like that's ten. That's oh, eleven out of ten, right there. It's Come so on. good. <laughs> and it had like the music. The music was the yeah, song yeah. The song. I also the, that's the one with that has the good songs. Uh, which is all I want out of Adventure Time. Yeah, all that shit. Um. I will say quickly say I did I do I like the episode the other episodes a lot I liked the, the BMO one particularly because of the the rabbit character who's uh, 
Y five. Y five. Yeah, that was good. Um, uh, that was a that was a fun character, and that was like, oh right, Adventure Time's just good. <laughs> when I watched that, it was like, because this isn't this isn't like you know a big thing, but just you know having this little bit of more and doing it in a completely different part of the universe because. It, by the end of the show, it, I did feel a little burned out by them. The way that they drag forward plot so heavily or whatever in the yeah. last seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, like, just having a good adventure with stakes that was self-contained in a one episode was nice. I liked it. It doesn't compare with episode two of A Distant Lands, which is, like, one of my favorite things ever now. Like, (laughs) that's why I needed to talk about this, because I watched that, I was like, this is, like, the best thing in the world. Oh, dude, (laughs) totally. Like, it's so good. And, I mean, I was a little hesitant. I mean, I guess you had told me before that there was one of the episodes had Marceline in it. And that was, like, that kept me going. I... I mean, I love to get hyperbolic about it. I I don't like BMO that much, and it's really mm-hmm. it's it's kind of whatever. But I definitely can like switch on the thing in my brain that's like, "Fuck BMO! I I don't like this at all. It's stupid." But really, it's meh. Um, but no, Y five was good. Like the epi- I mean, it was solid. Like it it felt adventure timey, you know. Like yeah. it was. It had all the elements, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. And going to episode two, I was like instantaneously. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready. Hit me. Like this is gonna be a fast forty minutes or whatever. Yeah. It's also like, cause like, that's an episode where they can still, there's still room to do like flashback stuff and revealing stuff, which like I didn't yeah. even know. If like Adventure Time could do that, they they burned so much of that with in the in the main show because that show had so many episodes, and they like got to do to like go to like every corner. But you know what? They found they found really good spots to yeah dude. dig good shit out of, and I mean it's just because it Marceline is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was a and was, because yeah, like just realistically, like we didn't get enough bubblegum and Marceline in the main show. Like for as many episodes as they had, they did not. We always use more of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also like the the tiny bit that we got of Finn right near the end of episode two. Oh, so funny! Like. <laughs> I burn out Finn dude I liked that I was hoping for more like I was hoping that was what we were gonna get for the third episode with Finn and Jake and I'm like okay like Jake is apparently like gone and he's rolling with Uh I guess Jake's daughter that's Jake's granddaughter 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 yep wow is that main main show they established yep she's in that show she's in the regular show i guess i forgot that it was granddaughter look they made a lot of adventure time i know those it's, characters I've, age quickly i forget so she's much. uh her dad is i forget his name but he's like the uptight 
Oh, is he like the brother that's focused? Right, right. Okay. Son of Jake's. And then she's like a skater girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I recognize the character. I just thought it was a daughter. Okay. Yeah, that, she had. She had. Like, I mean, she had a different outfit. I think she had longer hair in the okay. episode she's in. But I was like, I really was kind of hoping that the episode with Finn in it was just going to be them doing, like, rolling around. And, like, we got. That's fair. Again, like, I. Another thing I could watch more of, I would watch those two characters hang out. Cause yeah, be yeah. Different. Yeah, the. God. I mean, the, the Finn and Jake one was. Yeah, it's okay. Finn and Jake. Like, That's, you look. Could, you could have slapped it into the mainline series, and I wouldn't have noticed. Sure. <laughs> that one really felt like. Like, um. That's for for those voice actors as much as anything. It feel to me, it felt like sure, like yeah, like giving those characters like I don't know. That's the episode that's like re- revisiting classic Finn and Jake, but you know, doing it in a in a <laughs> where it's literally it's kind of going back, like it's regressive, but like purposefully. I just want to dead. I want to I want to make a small request. Sure. This is to anyone. I'll probably have to thinking on it. I should probably make this request to everyone in my life. Uh if I achieve nirvana in the afterlife, <laughs> please don't rip me out of it. So come and get me. Right. Like I'm good. I'll keep that I'm, in mind. I got there. I don't need to come back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I get it I get it but at the same time the Look. whole episode I was like Finn's kind of a dick it's true imagine achieving enlightenment and then being forced to come back to your mortal coil <laughs> yeah but they're bros <laughs> bros uh. before peaceful eternity I mean I just I like that bit of life like when uh, she's like building body, like getting souls ready to go back to be reborn, and oh, like sometimes cool. souls come in pairs, sometimes they're like you know they come as a unit. Yeah, yeah, it was a cool, it was nice, cool bit of stuff. I liked. I mean, I didn't think I had room for another lich story. They worked it in well. It made sense. Yeah, I. I was a little surprised. I was not expecting to to see him again, but it was it was fine. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, you know, in in a show I kind of felt like they had wrung everything out of with that those characters. They it was it was a good send-off for them to be fucking dead. <laughs> I, I I just I'd liked old man Finn realizing he's fucking dead and then immediately wanting to just be like been as a kid again when he was in the show yeah it's like tragic <laughs> also <laughs> it's like this character just never dealt with it well which would why why it would be interesting to see him in that post jake era where he just was having a rough time yeah like i mean they they, they found room to explore stuff out of a show that had already explored so much, but now they've made more, like, 
Now that I yep, know uh-huh. that there was that period, now I want to see it. <laughs> True. Man. What a... Yeah. What a, what a piece of work. What a, what a great show. Yeah. It did kind of make me want to revisit it a little bit. Like, selectively, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know that I could go through the entire thing chronologically again. No, I mean I watched a bunch of other Marceline songs. Was my yeah dive afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not your problem. Still, uh, still slaps. Yeah, that's a that's a great episode. But there's also a lot of <laughs> Finn being an incel in that show. <laughs> yeah i mean at, at least he's is, i'm not i don't he's, he doesn't get inceled tag i don't think he's not old enough quite no. yet he's just they a, just i mean he's look. just a shitty kid i honestly my thing my favorite thing about it is the right like reading the writers like gleefully laughing about having finn lying on the floor crying while cuddling a piece of bubblegum's hair <laughs> Like, just gotta make this kid cry. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, very funny. It's good shit. I guess the Also, only... I rewatched the Glorb part, because the Glorb part in the last episode is so fucking good. <laughs> the, like, oh, the very end. Yeah, yeah. The, the plot. I, it took me a second. I, I was like, Glob? Oh, Glorb. Okay. Too many... When he GL, no, it's Glorb. Yeah. Glob is yeah. the, I think. Oh, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, you know, thinking on it, uh, only thing I wanted, only extra bit that they could have added, a tiny, just a tiny little scoop, just a, a scoop, of, a, a little extra scoop for Ben. Uh, you know, show like older forest wizard with Finn at the end of episode two and like we're done we're done here we can wrap the whole thing up uh huh that's what episode four will just be all forest wizard oh my god <laughs> there's no chance that's what the fourth episode is I mean I like I'd be I'd be fine like getting a, a wrap up for like various I guess what's the term I don't know, like Flame Princess, Forest Wizard, freaking. I think. Oh, actually, I know what the last episode is. Mm. What? What is it? What the plot is? It is um, Peppergum Butler going to wizard school. Wow. I mean, I'm gonna watch it, <laughs> but I mean, that sounds like Forest Wizard potential. But. True. I'm like, wow, I don't care. She's not like wizard school wizard, though. I guess, do do you know if it's going to be like post-series or pre-series or like during it? Because we might see her in the school. I mean, shit, we might see a bunch of... Or is it going to be like, is it wizard school? But it's it's like wizard kindergarten. We get to see like baby... (laughs) Baby versions of characters. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's no. It's called Wizard. It's Wizard City. Is what it's called. Oh, okay. I That's mean, the title. 
yeah that's whatever i it sounds like i, I think it will... it's i think it's like him part of his growing up again like because he turned into a baby at the end of the show so it's like uh, in the future from that where he's gotcha okay like, I mean, that's through life a second time. That sounds fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, the the Marceline episode was always going to be the best one. That was I, just, yeah. I, it's just the way it was always going to be. Gear, it would There's have no to be, other outcome. It'd have to be something fucking weird for it to not be. Like, yeah. there's potential for a Fiona and Cake episode to be better, I guess. But pretty much that's it, I think. Yeah. Oh, Marceline, top tier. The Vampire Queen. Man, I was just so happy they showed the kiss, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, five. It was so fucking cathartic. Yeah. It was really good. Like, let them have a nice kiss. It's fine. Do yeah. it. Fucking do it. Yeah. Just nice. <laughs> Me for like 10 seasons of Adventure Time just being like, now kiss. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a nice little, yeah. little thing. Epilogue, I guess. So... How are you feeling about Rick and Morty? Um, I was feeling better at the beginning of the series than <laughs> I am now, I'll say. Like, when you wrote Rick and Morty on this document, I was feeling pretty good about it. Less so now, I'd say. <laughs> I um, will say, I still think episode three is, like, the worst episode of Rick and Morty they've ever done. So the episodes after that have been, like... It's whatever. People but really... It's funny to me that people had, like, the stronger negative reactions to, like, episode four. Yeah. So, I guess people... Which I feel like is belated. I feel like episode three was so stupid and pointless, but still tried to, like, make you feel a thing. That then, like, it was a delayed reaction. And then people watched episode four, which was just very stupid. But it didn't make me try to feel a thing, so I don't. My mind's like, fine, that was dumb, whatever. Uh, and now people are mad. <laughs> so, my armchair theory is that sure. people like episode three more just because they like seeing relationship shit. As someone who generally feels that way, that's my mm -hmm. my guess. I find it weird that people reacted so negatively to four. I, it makes sense. I, I can understand the argument anyway, where people are like, oh, there's no, it's just stupid stuff. There's no deeper bullshit, which whatever. I mean, they're wrong because who cares? But if that's what they want, Morty, often there, very stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. But the amount of people complaining about the incest joke was absurd. Well. It's it's extra funny because I think the incest joke at the end of at the stinger of three is worse and more pointless. But have you seen episode seven that leaked? 
Uh, no, I did not watch it. Uh, they bring back that giant space baby. Fuck yeah. It's like in episode seven. Hell yeah, dude. So it was very funny that, like, I watched that episode, and then people are complaining about that, like, being at the end of episode four. I'm like, oh, man. I love, like, getting my glass, like, oh, man, that's going to be great in three weeks when you actually watch this. I'm, I mean, I'm pumped. I, I think I'm going to wait. Like, I'll, I'll just also, watch them in order. Yeah, I mean, it's also a stupid episode about... Yeah referencing an 80s cartoon but it's <laughs> a, as at least a, it has at least two things like it's doing voltron but also it's like the plot of scarface interesting <laughs> yeah. i don't know it's not it's not great it's i laughed honestly the thing that made me fine on episode four is like the dumbest joke of jerry with the fucking water i was like all right this episode's okay it's hard yeah him with the, jerry getting a glass the, of water <laughs> that made me laugh more than anything else in that episode it's hopping like, it off so just the way you like it uh, the fucking so filter dumb. yeah oh that's it's my life fine. i did hear a description of that like that episode was just like this could have been a south park episode and you're like that's true South Park was often very stupid and fine also. Yeah, like, it's... people people were saying that, and I'm like, your tone suggests that's a bad thing, but I believe that to be a okay thing. <laughs> I don't yeah. understand. But I, like, know, I read it in a review, like, this episode is fucking awful, I hate it, like, B-, minus. like, that's fine. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah. Why do you seem so mad? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's the, the if you if you if someone got mad about those episodes, I feel like it's because they held the Rick and Morty is for smart people fucking uh, core shit in their heart. Yeah, which is just <laughs> even, even if they would have made fun of it, they they held it there. Like, which is just uh, wrong. And I f- do feel like part of this season is like trying to stab those people in the throat with a knife. Good. Like the way Rick is so often a fucking moron in these episodes, I I I appreciate on that level. Like I think it it does make some of their episodes weaker because there's not a strong there's not a strong singular force in that same way sometimes. But I do appreciate that there's like no Rick is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> and he yeah. does not have all the answers. <laughs> He, like he, he has been woefully unprepared like every episode. He has not like found his way out of every situation. I mean at all. Maybe this is his arc. Maybe he's learning how to turn off his brain. It's a great skill. I don't think I think it's just more that they're writing him where like Shh, it's we're not deep. gonna we're not gonna have him like figure his way out of this. He's just gonna Oh, be it's deep. You mess. have to you have to look into it. It's because Rick people trying. miss the point. Uh, honestly, it's because people miss the point of the pickle Rick episode. <laughs> what was the point of the pickle? He was Rick too. Episode? He was too competent. He still worked his way out of it, uh, even though it was all about him being an alcoholic piece of shit trying to get away from his his like ta- having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. It it didn't it didn't make him pathetic enough. <laughs> even though he was a fucking pickle. <laughs> I mean, it's that's just turned into a meme. 
I mean, that episode. I don't know. It also, weird. like, it, what it reminds me of also is the way The Sopranos went. Where they... From bad to worse? Cha- well, the David Chase was like, oh, people like Tony Soprano too much. This is a problem. <laughs> and he, like, made him, like, way crueler and unlikable. And with Rick, starting, it's like making him more stupid and pathetic. Starting when for Tony Soprano? Like, when did that transformation happen? Um, what, probably like, like, I would say like when he kills Big Pussy. Okay. Is like, a, is like the turning point probably for that character. Wow, okay. I guess. People liked him up until then-ish? Oh, yeah. Are they the same people who think they're Rick? Yes. Ugh. Uh-huh. I, I, I'll admit I only watched through, like, part of... I mean, I definitely saw that. Like, thankfully, that moment is one that I did actually see. But I don't think I kept watching... Oh, you know what? It's, uh, it's when the dude killed his horse. And I just was like, you know what? <laughs> this show can suck my ass. Like... I get I I understand the point of it by and large, but like fuck Tony Soprano, dude. Like he was not. Why would you like? Ugh, that's annoying. I did not like that character, and then they made him worse. <laughs> and I was like, I like yeah. you less. I'm out. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, that tracks. I, mean, I also burned out that show, but uh, later I would say. Nice. When they did an episode that was about him, like taking peyote and sitting in the desert. I was like, this is not interesting. (laughs) Oh, that show just... I'm I'm good. Look, I love the jerseyness of that show. I just... I mean, I get that the... Like, again, I I was expecting, like, some growth in in different ways. And I realized... Negative growth. Yeah, yeah. I realized that it was not that type of show. And someone was, like, trying to convince me that, like, oh, that's the point. That's why it's good, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if I want to see people not growing into better people, I'll fucking watch It's Always Sunny and at least have a laugh about it. Like, I don't want to watch a drama about people being shitty. Anyway. The show I wanted to watch was The Wire. The HBO show that's like, oh, this is actually, like... Has a a structural idea about that's a, it's terrible people and complicated characters. Yeah, I mean that's people <laughs> like that's a yeah. I mean, the show on. that like had a point. Yeah. Whereas The Sopranos ends with like he probably got shot, but we're gonna cut. <laughs> yeah. No, that I don't know. Look, th- th- it was fun when The Sopranos when like his mother put a hit on him. I was. I was into it. <laughs> yeah. Wire is still king. Oh, yeah. It's just a better show. Um, but they were of a similar era. Yeah. HBO. Yeah. 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 Rick and Morty. Uh, it's fine. Like, I, I did see some of the more rational things I saw. People were like, we're at the point now. Like. There's going to be duds. Like, they can't... Yeah. It's like fucking anything. If a band makes 50 albums, they're not all going like to even, be bangers. 
even the the two really good episodes of the front of the season feel like retreads of stuff the show has done before. Like oh, the worst yeah. episodes just feel like like the reason I hate episode three is it feels like retreads without any idea to it. <laughs> like it just or like the structure of the episode just doesn't come together. They don't they never branch the two plots. The the Rick and Summer plot is so disconnected and pointless. Yeah. And not funny. <laughs> yeah, I didn't... Just, there isn't even a joke, really. It's like, just Rick is a piece of shit. <laughs> and I'm, not, and like, not in a cool... And not cool. Like, I, the only that's thing... There is there. I think, like, the biggest, like, laugh they got from me was probably just... I, I don't know why. Like, it's not terribly funny, but when they were like, I'm gonna eat so much ass... Bleh, like I, I had a chuckle. Nah, and it's not even that great I mean, that, of a joke. I was just the best the... part is that that show has a good animation budget. So when Rick kills all the planeteers in that action sequence, it's like well animated. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that that bit was great. But that definitely felt like the that episode where like the writing completely let down some good action. Yeah. Um, stop deleting stuff in the document when we're done with it, because I need it for show notes. Benjamin. Oh, fine. <laughs> well, I'll delete the one that we're not talking about. That's fine. <laughs> anyway. I'm just testing your memory. Uh, <laughs> talk about Wildermyth? Wildermyth is played that together. Great. Yeah, we need to finish that's our a, campaign. That's, that's a neat video game. That game is really cool. Um and that's I'm I'm so happy because I knew that like there, there's a lot of buzzwords I like. They're tossing around procedural, they're tossing around storytelling, emergent gameplay, uh <laughs> random events, story, action, mm-hmm. characters, yeah. romance. Like I'm I'm I they have so much of my attention that it's scary. And then at the very end, they hit me with tactics combat. And I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> they hit you with one that was not for you. They hit me with a, 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 a thing that has killed many games for me. Mm. But who knows? Maybe maybe getting experiencing it here will be like the thing that kind of hooks me a little on it and gets me more comfortable. And that opens up more stuff. And then... I can play Banner Saga because that was really fucking cool. <laughs> Except the combat yeah. did not mesh at the time. But no, this yeah, Wildermyth, like the way it like procedurally generates story is super cool and like interesting. But also like the game's fun to play. Like the, the tactics part is uh is fun. And I especially love how it handles multiplayer, where it just because you're on the same team, you just get to both like move around at the same time. But then yeah. when one person takes an action like that, act, it will it will it is a little jarring that that will cut off until that animation plays out. But like like doing turn based multiplayer online where both players are like in control instead of like doing hot seat where like it's my turn then your turn uh, just works so much better. Mm-hmm. It just it's just a much 
a more f- engaging experience that you're not like waiting for someone else that that specifically when you're using a magic character there you have to think i can move around the the like dumb characters that ha- have like one simple action that's obvious yeah yeah and that was I, it, it was great like i know for a bit there i i think you'd mentioned something cuz you were like using all the characters but it was fine yeah. because like that one character i was like jesus i don't I mean, half of it was figuring out what to do. No, not even half. A third of it was like, what's my plan? And two-thirds of it was like, this bush is overlapping this rock, and I can't get the yeah. ridicule to choose the one I want. Uh-huh. Because it's like both uh, the magic system is weird, and also the it's a little finicky with select using it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like clicking on... Like, your magic works by like imbuing... Or like linking up with an an object on the field, and then that object then has like you get a power out of it or whatever. Yeah, and um, you like yeah, you're like using the it's like some it's like fucking uh that water bending technique in Avatar where a chick sure. rips the water out of all the flowers and they die. Like either you're yeah. exploding the thing. Or, like, there's the ability that, uh, like, I could give characters armor, and it, like, uses mm-hmm. the hit points from the object. Yeah. And there's some other, there's some cool stuff that I, uh, when I played on my own a little bit, uh, I just happened. And it's kind of nice with the with the character building and the, the class that you pick. Um, as you level up, the skills are, you know, they're randomized. So... You can't just go in and be like, I'm going to build this exact kind of warrior. Uh, You have to roll with it. And one of the things I found was one I had never seen in our playthrough. And that was like, uh, you make your magic caster, your your mage into like a fighter. But the deal is they like infuse with objects and that powers their like physical stuff up. I'm like, that's cool as hell. That, that is super I'm cool. ready. I fucking loved our character that got the stole like got the cursed gem and replaced their eye with a Star- rock and then yes. slowly was like, Do you want to transform? And like become oh, more and more of a rock person? Oh, that was so cool. It was really good. She became so strong. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my god. I guess but there's also, like, like- <laughs> there's like a lot of transformations in the game, I guess. Like two varying yeah, degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is great. And then there's shit with, like, characters have kids yeah, they <laughs> and get, get old. Yeah. And then, like, and like if a character falls in battle, you have a chance. You can, like, either do, a, like, a last-ditch attack and they die, or if they haven't fallen before, they can, like, retreat and get, like, permanently maimed. <laughs> yeah, so way. they're, like, losing <laughs> eyes or legs or whatever. Yeah, pretty good. That shit's so good. Didn't one of our yeah, this character has a peg leg. I was gonna say, didn't one of our characters have like a hook hand or something? Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Dude, one of my that shit's so good. Do you mind uh, like minor transformation spoiler or trans? No. I, okay. Uh, I forget what exactly the event was, but in my solo run uh one of my mages ended up with a fucking like i don't even know like a magic 
hand arm thing like an electric nice. arm and then a second one so now they don't actually like they don't cast magic with a staff they just fucking sith lightning people <laughs> amazing <laughs> it's so good like oh my god what a what great shit <laughs> oh man also we did that quest that was like this lady sent us to like defile this hero's grave we're just like sure. Let's yeah, do yeah. it. Let's take the rock and then like we we like restored this witch to her full power and she's like, bye, losers. Thanks. <laughs> just like, well I love that, <laughs> that happened. I love that first like she is the bad person here. Yeah. But before she reveals it, she shames <laughs> us for like fucking with a grave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow you guys actually did that it's kind of scummy you actually you actually <laughs> just did that wow oh, it was so good and we had our like super archer that was just dominant oh, like, yeah that you like, put a rail ability on. where like every time someone shoots at us they get Dude. a free shot back yeah every distance <laughs> attack they get a shot and then was it that same character or a different one had like the the um I know it was one of the archers had the the attack of opportunity. Like, if someone came into the area or whatever, I thought. Mm. No, maybe it was just the attack. I don't know. I just remember they were shooting freaking everything. Yeah. Well, because it was also like anytime someone would cast a spell on the other team. Yeah. That was so good. <laughs> Everyone else she just like useless. Everywhere. Yeah, we still have uh, we still have one more chapter in that campaign. Yeah. Yeah, and a... like it's also cool like you can set your chapter lengths, you can do shorter campaigns. Mm -hmm. And I guess there's some like you can like there are like legacy characters you can take from one campaign to another. But if you do like we did a short one, so I think we can only take one character out of that yes, campaign or something. I believe. Maybe yeah. it'll be two, like one for each of us if we have two. But oh, who maybe. knows? Um Yeah, there's like some I mean, the one we did is kind of, like, designed as the intro one. It's three chapters, and I think We did, are... like, the, the, like, short one for multiple people. Yeah. Like, there... We didn't... We also didn't do one of, like, the more story ones for single player. Right, right. Yeah, we're just doing... Right, we didn't do the, uh... The design. Yeah, because yeah. I was gonna say, there's, like, the, uh... The more directed, like, campaign-y... Yeah. Story quests. Yeah, we also... Yeah, we didn't do those either. Yeah, we did, like, the... Right, we did, like, the fully procedural emergent thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think I'd... I'm probably thinking of what I chose. Because, obviously, I chose the first story thing in my single character. Yeah, yeah. But... That's what... I, I did that, too, but I didn't... I didn't play that long by myself. Uh, One of the other things I'm really excited for... Uh, for this game, and hopefully they work on it a little bit in regards to multiplayer, but it has a very, like, design, it was built with modding in mind. Like, particularly, mm. I think they made it incredibly easy to add your own events, scenarios, like, transformations, equipment, items, whatever, enemies, yeah. bosses, all that stuff. So there's already quite yeah. a a lot out there. Of Steam Workshop stuff, yeah, and I'm, I'm yeah, that shit all seemed really well thought out. Of like, as like 
simple or like those systems seemed like well thought out. Yeah, know? very modular. Yeah. And they even I think also I think... like the like the gear system of like characters like owning their their particular weapons or whatever. Like you can't tr- trade around gear so that these characters like Yeah. Feel like this is their weapon or whatever. Like they they own this mm-hmm. is good for like the role play side of it. Like defining these these characters as characters. It's very good like. for the yeah the role play and I mean especially it's so good when you like I think the was it our archer in particular. I maybe we had uh, one for the warrior as well. But like when you find those special weapons or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it so much cooler that they have this thing now. And yeah, yeah, totally. It it did bug me a little bit at first, but after having played it a little bit more, like just not having to worry literally at all about inventory management is so nice. Like just this <laughs> you know what? Nobody needs this ring. It doesn't exist anymore. You just sell it. Yeah. It's so good. Either somebody needs it right now, or it's it's scrap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's pretty nice. But I'm that's a great game. Yes, it is a little funny when you're like, take it. You're like favoring this one character. You're like, oh, they get the new best weapon, yeah. and their 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 weapon is definitely better than whatever like bow your other archer has. Is like just. The, nope, that's gone. That's garbage now. No <laughs> hand me downs. <laughs> oh man, I was using this legendary bow I found from an ancient cave. You could use it, but I'm gonna smelt it. Actually, I just imagine like them smelting it. The other character looking there, tears streaming down their face. And... <laughs> FOMO. Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh... Oh, it's good. very, good very good stuff. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's, what do you think the uh, the limit is for, for how many people it would be comfortable with to play? Because, like, me and you felt great. That felt yeah. great. I think three would be okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like as long as you had enough characters for everyone, it would be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even until you, well, I suppose five just feels like a lot. <laughs> I su- I think if you're, I forget. Did it just have us start out normally where we had our three default characters, right? We didn't come. Yeah, in it with started with three characters, but I think there was a thing like if you start with five people, you start with five characters. Okay. I was gonna say otherwise you could I think have I like saw that. you can like assign roles to I mean there's room for like role playing but also include like if there were three characters and five people like maybe one of those people yeah. is like the the tactician and you get really role play with it yeah, yeah, yeah I like it totally depends on the dynamics of your group but I can mm. just see it being it becomes yeah. harder and harder I would say yeah, yeah. people and interest. And also, because there is, like, that thing of, like, one one character acts, you can't act at the same time. Like, their animation has to play out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that could get annoying with five people when you're just trying to do something. Yeah. 
But no, for certainly for two, it felt very nice. For two, it was great. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure for three would also be fun. Yeah. I feel like probably, I feel like five is where it would start to feel like, <laughs> okay. Because even like with like D&D, five is where it starts to feel like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that has the that has the obvious problem of like your waiting turns for people to go to. to oh, hundred percent. No, I'm. Oh, yeah. Wildermyth is good shit. A lot of. So I want to talk about the part of how I got turned on to Wildermyth. Okay. How I how I found out about it is it got mentioned by one uh, Austin Walker on Waypoint podcast. And him and Rob Zachty over there started a playthrough of XCOM 2 back in, like, 2018. And they they would, like, play, like, once a week. And they would they played it like Wildermyth in terms of, like, role-playing with the characters and, like, building up backstories for characters and whatever. Okay. Um, so it, it, it became, like, a... St- so they turned it into a story, their whole campaign. And, but then, like, because of stuff at Waypoint, they, like, had to stop streaming. So they hadn't, so, like, this campaign, they'd, like, after 2018, they played, like, a handful of times. They never finished their campaign. But this year, um, because of stuff that going on at Waypoint where they, they went, they finally got to, like, stream again. Um, they finally... They just finished that campaign, and I was so thrilled. <laughs> I was very... Nice. I was very excited. And Austin mentioned Wildermyth on a podcast talking about it. It's like a game that is more built to encourage the kind of storytelling that they were doing. Uh, and now that they finished the XCOM camp- 2 campaign, that was one of the games he talked about wanting to, to play in the future on that thing. So nice. I'm also looking forward to that. Oh, dude, that'd be a great game for... <laughs> I mean, like watching a playthrough, like two good, two or three good personalities. That'd be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um. And also, just in my space, they uh, in that headspace. So also, just I've watched a bunch of XCOM two. That game's fucking great. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> the War of the Chosen. Once they added War of the Chosen, because yeah, the problem with the base game was like every mission felt the same. And they totally solved that problem. It still has like end game issues where you kind of you become like anime characters by the end of War of the Chosen because you have like <laughs> these like special armor and special weapons that have come with DLC stuff, and like the last mission is still the same last mission that was in the base game. Uh, that's that's yeah. like the one problem with that game. And there, it's like, it does a a nemesis system thing of having like these three super characters that like respawn after death and like get new, become like immune to, based on like whatever killed them last or whatever. But the that has the problem of a the third one of them is easily the easiest to deal with. He's like a sniper that, is like by the time you're encountering him, he's easy to deal with. And also, once you kill all of them, there's, like, no... Like, it's just super easy. Like, there just isn't another thing after that. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think I think there, there's mods. 
like long there's like longest war campaign or i think there's mod stuff to to at least deal with it that i have never messed with gotcha um, but xcom 2 super super cool yeah i love that game and all, and also i was thinking about this stuff because they announced mario and rabbids 2 and since and like i've never i never finished mario and rabbids i like got like halfway through it and then dropped it to play war of the chosen like literally <laughs> that was what happened <laughs> And like was playing that game was like no I need I need the fucking real thing I'm gonna fucking even though I kind of hated Basecom XCOM two I'm gonna play War of the Chosen that was a good choice uh, so I finished Mario and Rabbids and I got through it because I easier than when I was playing it the first time because I stopped caring about like getting the perfect score or whatever on every level because yeah. I was like beat it in this number of turns oh okay. nobody dying. Kind yeah, of, uh, skill stuff. So, so yeah, so I played through that game. I got through the, I guess it's the World Three boss. That's like the best part of that game, which is you're fighting a ghost that like s- sings a song about dis. He's like sings an opera about dissing Mario. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've I've seen that. Yeah, made the rounds. Yeah, because yeah. that's because that game is scored by Grant Kirkhope. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The whole thing, and the and the way that like the rabbits like ironic tone meshes with Mario shit makes it inc- feel incredibly like a rare game. Nice. Like it has that. It totally has that vibe. And his music is like a big part of that. But so like you know that that song. It's like the fucking poop monster from Conquer or whatever. <laughs> Hell it's yeah. like it's 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 him doing that thing, but so that boss is like was a thing that I was like I have I have to fucking get to this part. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. I had spoiled myself on it, but I was like also like in the back of my head like I have to see this myself. Oh yeah, yeah, got to experience it. Mm-hmm. And that that game has neat stuff about like it's most interesting thing is like you can like dash through enemies if they're in your like your movement is based on like a circle around you and you can kind of go wherever within that so you can like dash slide dash through enemies to deal them bonus damage and then reposition right right and then mario can also like bout be like thrown up by teammates and jump on enemies heads (laughs) hell yeah so it has and like the enemy can like reposition that way too so it has a little more movement dynamism than of a thing, it's that's a thing in that game that's not an XCOM. Yeah, but that game definitely has the char- too many characters problem of like you have to have Mario and you only get to bring in two other characters to any battle, mm. and that gets and you have uh, there's like you know a rab there are like five characters plus rabid versions of all of them. That's like ten characters. Yeah, <laughs> using two at any time. I'm just like, there are all these characters here. I'm just like gonna stick with the ones that I know work and uh, not worry about it. Which ended yeah, up being would... Rabid Luigi and Rabid Peach for me. I just like interesting those characters the whole game. Yeah, I def- I feel like, like I, I don't know. I would have subbed out Mario for someone else if I could have, but can't. Gotta have Mario. I just like That's I really lame. by. When I was playing that game, I was just like, oh, I just wish I could use more characters. Because, like, 
in XCOM 2, your party size gets pretty fucking big. Uh, I think you get up to like six people, plus you can mind control enemy units. So Hell yeah. Point. So I just like having more to work with. I mean, that... um, I, like, I can, it can get overwhelming if you have too many things, but I don't know. Three, having only three characters ever and not having mind control abilities, was, it, it's not enough for me. Yeah. Ultimately, is my biggest feeling about that game. Okay. It's fun, though. Yeah. And it's it's I... way it's way simplified. Like, if you hate the 99% miss of XCOM uh, in Mario and Rabbids, like, it's, it's 100% or it's 50% or it's zero. Mm. <laughs> and you're, like, going to just hit their cover or whatever. Like, it, they don't mess around in that way. Yeah, I can't. I definitely, I have the game, and I actually did put some time into it, but... I got on like Mega Sail or whatever, and I think at the yeah, time sure. I just wasn't <laughs> uh, classic. When I bought it, I was like, "Yeah, I could go for some Nintendo Tactics." And then when I started playing it, I'm like, "I'm no longer in the mood for Nintendo Tactics." Sure. When also like the this the walking around the world in between battles is incredibly dull. Yeah, yeah, it didn't feel great. <laughs> Like, You're just like just there are puzzles there. here, but they're really, really stupid puzzles. Like yeah, simple. And yeah, like, I there's just a that. lot of space and going through pipes to places. Dude, all the pipes for upgrades spent, you don't really need. They spent so long talking about pipes. Rabbit pipes, Ben. Rabbit pipes. Oh, Not sorry. Just regular pipes. They're rabbits that are also pipes. I guess. I don't know. Ridiculous. I never even used Yoshi. I never even used Yoshi. I mean, why would you? He shows up in that game so late. I mean, he was running from the IRS. What? Yoshi commits tax fraud, dude. Oh. It's a known fact. I didn't know that. Look it up. I just know of uh, the Super Nintendo game... Super Saga Soccer. Uh, Japan's team has bad stats, but they have one player on their team named Yoshi, who's a 99. Nice. Is it enough to carry? Uh, (laughs) That game's so fucking weird. (laughs) Like, when you... That's a game where you, you move... All your players move together. They all move. Oh, weird <laughs> that's odd uh, yeah yeah i haven't been i haven't been doing really any tactics thing i mean aside from wildermyth but i've been doing a lot of roguelikes like traditional roguelikes like that ascii shit and that's been oh. that's been gonna play rogue i'm not going to play, play rogue actual rogue I I I'm not going to. I did download a Brogue, Brogue Community Edition. Okay. I've, I have like a shitload. I mean, there's so many. There's a billion to choose from, and uh-huh. a lot of them are free. Like I think I have 20 mm-hmm. free ones because like I can just dump them if I don't like them. Sure. And 
It's been super interesting. Like I've I've dipped into a few. Uh, I'm not, obviously I'm not gonna name them all, but like uh, the one in particular that I've been getting into a little is Sil Q. It's a branch of Sil, which is short for I'm gonna pronounce it wrong. Sil Silmarillion. Mm, the Lord of the Rings. Nice. material. Nice. I got it. Yeah, yeah. So there was a there was a, a game called. Angband? Angband? I don't know. That same Lord of the Rings thing, like where Morgoth was or whatever. And it had you going to kill Morgoth. And it was like Lord of the Rings adjacent. Wasn't totally lore friendly. So naturally, someone out there was like, it needs to be lore friendly though. (laughs) So so they made this offshoot of it called Sill. And it's, uh, your goal is not to kill Morgoth. You can still do that, I believe. It's an, it's allowed, but your goal is to steal one of the sim, simils, sim, the stones, the shiny, <laughs> the glowing I thing. I, I only know the, of the sim, Silmarillion. Yeah. I don't know anything I can't that remember contained their, within. Yeah, I can't remember their names, like, because it's about them, right? Like, I think it's simil, simil, I don't know, but you're stealing this thing out of his crown. And that's your goal. And it's like super lore friendly and like very obviously not. It's not even just inspired by like that's everything. So yeah. Like if you're playing a human, you're going to have a difficult fucking time. If you're playing (laughs) one of the original elves, like shit's going to be a little easier. (laughs) Uh huh. Um, But yeah, just like the in general, the breadth of of stuff available, right? Like there's so many different, like there's one that I found where the, the shit you do is like, there's not really hunger systems, but it's all just cold. Like you're, everything's cold. So you're constantly trying to stay warm and it gets colder as you go deeper. And just Mm -hmm. any little thing, like any little feature, there's a game that is expanded on it. It's just great. Um, there's one I found, actually, that's also... It's like a mix of Lord of the Rings and, and D&D. And the, the amount of playable classes is ridiculous. Like, you can play mm-hmm. as you can play as the one ring. And <laughs> you just have to wait for someone to pick you up. Uh, that's so good. <laughs> I don't... So I good. forget what the... I forget what the lose condition is. Like... If you get tossed into, <laughs> into fucking Mount Doom or what, I don't know. <laughs> or like if your thing, oh, if so like good. your creature dies, I I'm not actually sure, but I know that's the the shtick. Honestly, I feel like getting captured by Gollum and kept in his fucking stupid cave would be a lose condition <laughs> for the One Ring. Honestly, I've been in here for three thousand turns. Someone help. <laughs> Um, I do not consent. He keeps calling me his precious help. <laughs> I don't he like. He kidnapped it. me and kept me in his cave. Oh. It's just like that time Mary Jane was locked in that dude's basement for a year and a half. Oh no! Or that time Aunt May was kidnapped by Norman Osborn for three years. What the fuck is wrong with Spider-Man universe? Stop it! I mean, look, so Aunt May. She died of a heart attack, and then they were like, well, let's bring her back. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it wasn't her time. 
Mary Jane was on a plane that exploded. But that one, like, mm. it was pretty clear they were going to bring her back. Gotcha. But um, it just took forever. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Roguelikes have been, been good. Turns out nice. when you basically do not have to worry about graphics literally at all, or animation, mm-hmm. or music, or, like, sure. convenience... Like the amount of systems you can have are pretty. Yeah. It's pretty called wide. It's called Dwarf Fortress, man. I have not. Fortress. I'm waiting for the Steam release. I've that. <laughs> so you're waiting for graphics, is what you're saying? Um, at this point, no. Well, kind of. It's because that, like most of these, uh, you're only playing as one character, and in Dwarf Fortress, you have like hundreds of dwarves, and then all of the. Well, yeah, it's like a simulation game as much as anything, right? Yeah. And then, like, the multiple layers and stuff. Like, if you're standing on a tile, you can, like, look at, like, the different layers. It's just, it's very convoluted. And There's the men- a lot of systems. That's what I'm of, saying. A shitload of systems and not intuitive UI. Like, even for roguelikes. Because there's just so much. Like, how the fuck can you contain <laughs> it all if you're not, without using the mouse? There's yeah. no radial menus or anything, like... You just gotta like I don't know like control shift X F space bar left right left right A B start to like make you your just, dwarf take a dump or something. You just have to learn how to read the matrix. It's fine. I mean I've been doing that for some of these. I don't want to do it for dwarf forgers. Too much matrix. I can handle one matrix, one line, one little matrix line going down the screen. Uh, I think a matrix is like. More like a square. Well, yeah, it's like a three by three grid of numbers, isn't yeah. it? Uh huh. <laughs> yep. I can handle that. <laughs> I can handle that shit's easy. Tic tac toe, right here. Fuck yeah! Now we're tie talking. every time. Tic tac toe roguelike when. Tic tac toe is such a bad game. Well, yeah, you think? <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, what if we got a tie every time? Well, I mean, you tie every time until one of you gets the mental upper hand. It's all about the mind games in tic-tac-toe. Until one of you, like, commits seppuku. Yeah. (laughs) Until someone wants out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah, I think that's... uh... It's basically it for roguelikes. I've been I've been thinking about doing like little mini videos for when I check out stuff because that would be fun. But yeah, do you have a good segue for a that? S- a segue, a segue. Not really. I'm just trying to remember the name of that uh, roguelike that. I want someone else to play so I can talk about with them, but I also feel like I turned everyone off that I talked about it. Star Renegades. Star Renegades. I played that. I have not put a shitload of time into it, but I played it. Let's How far see. did you get? I think I finished the first loop. I have four hours played. I actually, I ha- I reinstalled it because I was feeling, I'm like, I'm, you know what? I'm kind of ready to go back. I like that. I like that game. Like, I've been. You like beat the first boss or you cleared the whole thing? Uh, f- probably just first boss. Okay. I, I got to like, sense. I mean, I cleared some tutorial stuff. 
And then I think I did yeah. like the first real bit and I got back to camp for the first time. Mm. Or maybe I died and came back. You got to camp the first time. I don't even know if you saw the real game. I've definitely no, I've definitely seen the real game. Like I've been playing okay. the going through the map and shit. So maybe it's not the first time, but like the maybe the first time I came back to camp, oh. I don't know. Again, the reason I was turned people off cuz like my best attempt like where I got to the last area but lost like three-fourths of the way through or something or what I think is the last area what is strongly <laughs> set up to be the last area I've seen uh I died and like it was like a four it took me like four hours to get there yeah it was like one run and I'm like that was too long this game is so cool but like these like multi-phase runs through multiple planets like it's just a lot Oh, and that, like their way of building it out is like here's a different planet. It's like okay, that doesn't help the length problem. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't bother me too much, honestly. I will be putting more time into it. It had been in the back of my in the back of my mind yeah. for a while. I just think it's like it's so cool. I really like its aesthetic, and I its, it's gameplay is nice. fun. But it's um, very nice. The gameplay like, it feels weighty. Starting over again. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, that's I the like, other thing. At this point, if I go back, I feel like I'd have to start from zero because I don't remember. Four hours isn't enough eh. to like internalize that yeah. shit. And just like it's just one of those things of like the feeling of like losing my progress and then like not feeling motivated and then having. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like my, my buildup of getting better at it feels a, a little broken just because of. Yeah. Like, and okay. like, it, the boss fights are hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, that stress of, like, playing well that far again was just, like, too much. <laughs> yeah, Couldn't yeah. Do it. Up there were checkpoints. I have to do good. Pick uh, it up. I mean, Open. I I'm fine with. Sh- I like shit being hard. I don't like. I don't always like being punished with having to do it all over again. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm. That's what makes me. Or and it's like not like. Oh, I hate that. It's like that's what makes me then not pick up a game again. Like going whatever like a year without touching it because. <laughs> We just could be doing other stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's frustrating though, because I really liked it. <laughs> like I thought it was really cool. And honestly, I just want to see someone else play it. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll I can I can flip on a stream. Yeah. Try to remember what the hell I was doing and what anything uh, is. Sure. Uh, I'll talk about some other games. I've been playing such played. Most recently, I've been playing this game, and. By playing, I mean, like, playing, like, f- ten minutes, and that's, cause that's all <laughs> my patience I have Yeah. Um, at a time. But this game, Boomerang X, really fucking cool. Uh, basically, like, it's a kind of an FPS where your, your main weapon is a boomerang you can throw. And you can right-click to bring the boomerang back to you, and then you get a power where you can bring yourself to the boomerang. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. And that shit is fun. (laughs) 
where you just like throw this boomerang up in the air and then you throw yourself up in the air and you throw the and like you can you can chain it so you're just like flying around the room basically yeah it's like a grappling hook that you don't have to grapple onto anything it's the way i've heard it described that sounds very that sounds like very like up there potentially without having like played it at all that sounds up there for like titanfall 2 movement like just very satisfying being able to it's fuck around it's and fucking great and hell like, yeah super cool in terms of movement um and then like you have these enemies you'll get like the enemies will come in waves and you'll some of them will spawn with like a yellow marker above their head and you'll just have to kill all those to get to the next wave and there'll be like five to seven waves per room or whatever before you get another health upgrade or another power mm -hmm. as you move along and then like some of the enemies will have like a gem on them so that which is a specific weak point you'll have to hit yeah i think i i did watch the like the you linked the steam page a trailer you probably. linked something the, the and steam i watched page i watched like the trailer or whatever and i did notice like the zelda style like glowing weak point yeah Seemed i don't know i haven't felt like like it's a pretty different game but i haven't felt like this way but uh game since like devil daggers which is like a, a sort of arcadey shooter that's all about that one's like uh it's a set pattern of enemies spawning kind of thing of like escalating difficulty mm -hmm. but it is also about like just jumping around and shoot shooting things quickly um the other thing about boomerang x that also makes it super appealing to me because like devil daggers is like ridiculously hard um but Boomerang X makes itself easier because you also eventually get the ability you you charge you can charge your boomerang throws, and pretty quickly you get an ability where you can slow down time while you're charging, so you get to like bounce around in the air and like stop in midair constantly <laughs> with like all the enemies still moving slowly. So that yeah. that just works for my brain, <laughs> so that I can play that thing mm -hmm. and still have fun. Where you're just zipping all around. And there are, like, things that get introduced that still make it, you know, tough. Yeah. But, oh, that sounds like but, a... But your your movement abilities are fucking cool. Dude, it's very move, fun. It's, it's such a huge bonus. Even, like, if yeah. other things in the game are a little, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. objectively or subjectively. But when then, like, when the movement is great, it just amplifies it so much. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard it's oh, not. I don't think it's a a long game, so I've been kind of just hitting it in small bursts. Gotcha. Like and, then just, and then putting it down. Um, all, apparently it's on Switch, but it's such a keyboard and mouse game, and also I've heard the Switch version doesn't always run great. Dude, somehow. if you're if you're like throwing, uh, if it's like fast paced and you're throwing a boomerang and like going to yeah. it and teleporting, I could not uh -huh. do that with the. <laughs> there's no way. Yeah, no, it's not a controller game. It's yeah. a keyboard and mouse game for sure. 100%. Yeah, and you are like pausing in midair a lot. But... Yeah. I mean, and I just like... love like, like just you can stay airborne forever <laughs> and just like <laughs> keep pausing. It's so, it's so, it just feels so good. Yeah. I mean, even going from like horizon zero dawn has that you know when you jump after you get the ability you can jump and like time slows down anytime you're in air and mm. like that helps a lot 
But what helps more is combining that ability with a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to aim for those tiny little machine parts with a controller? Ugh. True. And another game I played, like what feels like a lifetime ago now, was No Toilet Paper, which is a free mobile game that's great. Yeah, I saw Basically, like, Paul mentioned something about golden shit. Yeah, that's yeah. all I know so about it's, it. The, there was a series of games they talked about on TDP. Uh, th what is it? There is... Oh, fuck. I can't remember the name of them. Hidden My Game by Mom. That's what they're called. And they're like little puzzle games that's like, your mom has hidden your DS. And you, ha you have to click around to interact with objects to find it. Uh, like okay. Simple puzzle, but it gets very, you know, very absurdist and funny. Yeah. Uh, as I you think mess I... around with it, it gets more and more complicated. Isn't there like like your mom hid your dad or something? I don't know. I, I remember it getting weird. I saw it somewhere. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. There are a bunch of like spin-off games that I don't know are as good or whatever. Like, But um, but the, the Hidden My Game by Mom games, solid. So this says like the same formula, but it's... Like, your thing is you're trying to get toilet paper to this fat guy in a toilet stall. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Um, and then they're also, so, like, every every level, you have to figure out the puzzle. And also, they're collectibles. There's, you find, like, a silver poop, and then you can find a gold poop. Whatever. In most levels, it's not, actually, I don't think it's every level. And they'll mark them off. And once you get all of them, that unlocks the true ending... And the true ending is like a fucking boss battle against a giant poop monster, and it's the best thing in the world. Holy shit! Uh, it's That's so great. good. It's so, like it like the mechanics are completely different. So like you're just like throwing paper towels at it. Oh, and that's like, awesome! Oh, it's so good. It's such a it's such a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, I just remember. Like, I, I wouldn't want to spoil it, but like again, like I, I, I played this like what feels like a lifetime ago. So if people haven't checked it out since now, I feel like talking about it and letting them know, like, yo, do it up. It's dope. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just so remember. Hilarious. I just remember Paul like out of nowhere was like, "You got to do this." But oh. he did because I had played that game mostly, not completely to completion, because I was like, "Yeah, it's hitting my game, my mom." game but then uh that extra level that they definitely took it up a level from those games for sure nice that's so funny <laughs> it's just so funny <laughs> it's pretty good um and then the other game i played was pokemon specifically there i played go. through all i played through pokemon sword i remember when you did that like 200 years ago 200 years ago, right? That was when I said we should do a salt pile. Because like, cause I played through that whole fucking video game. The salt pile um, has been building for a while. It was... I enjoyed it. It was fine. It was a little... Uh... There are parts of that game where it feels like they gave up. 
specifically yeah. one of like like the early gyms it's all about like oh we're it's not a standard gym you're gonna have this unique mechanic like this gym you're herding sheep this game it's like a it's like a weird pachinko machine even though there's like no variety to it and then like you get to the gym that's like here stand in this room and have three battles Mm. Like literally, it gets to the point where there's just a gym that's just a room that you've been in before, <laughs> and you fight three battles. And they like at least like they're weather based battles. They like at least put some thought to that. But like their their unique mechanic gym budget clearly ran out. <laughs> yeah, just like okay, guys, <laughs> what happened? And what happened is they made those wild areas that are like online shared spaces that take the place of a lot of the routes because Pokemon there can be of various levels. Um, and you can encounter Pokemon way above your level and that's like, ooh, scary, but also like, just, okay, I'm just not going to go there. <laughs> and I just yeah. didn't interact with them except in like the DLCs or like other areas and that's in at least a little more interesting. Um, I didn't do the second DLC yet, which I've heard is even is better than the first one. But and I didn't finish the first DLC. I think I had to level. Up, you have to like level up this specific legendary Pokemon you get for it to do with it. So it's hmm. and I kind of just leveled them up as I played through the main game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's whatever. I kind of lost. Yeah. Then I lost interest. Um, and the and the wild areas have frame rate issues. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course, naturally, naturally for modern Nintendo, you just can't. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm not whatever. Gonna... I don't like the people who overreacted about Sword being terrible. Like, they're not correct, but um. There was, like, issues with, like, it felt like they ran out of, their ambition ran out. But the big thing, because the, and the other thing is, like, the, the gym leaders are actually really good character designs. Like, yeah, I actually they think are. they did a really good job creating those characters. And it was kind of disappointing that, like, they weren't a little more interesting fights. I don't know. Like, the Gigantamax thing made them, was it, I, I actually think it was good in terms of, like, it gave them a Pokemon that, that was, like, a boss fight. Yeah. Um, But, I, I don't know, like, Megas plus Z-moves was probably a scarier threat, also. I also, like, fucked up and, like, all, I was overleveled, so I, I also <laughs> made it too easy on myself. Um, so I'm not gonna, like, blame the game for being too easy. But... I have heard that it then is too easy anyway. But go on. I mean, on. but yeah. I, I, again, some of like the, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's just people, like, these trainers should have six Pokemon. What are you doing? <laughs> why why is yeah. gym leader, why does gym leader only have four Pokemon? Come on. I think that's, I think that's like one of the single things that's they like, could do to, Improve. Yeah, that's like the simplest thing you look at, and I'm like, okay, just like give them a few more, okay? I don't know. 
or even like a it doesn't have to be like the first time around because i understand like little kids like pokemon felt a lot harder when i was five right sure but it's so wild they did a hard mode once with was yeah. it black and white too but even like the way to get it was fucking asinine you yeah, had to yeah. like trade it to someone else who had the different version of you after you had finished the game <laughs> so weird like you get a token that you could trade like that's wild Ugh. wild but uh, whatever pokemon's for babies it's fine yeah but having done that i then fell into pokemon youtube holes oh no or first i was watching like vgc battling stuff um, just part of, I th actually, I think I've, that might have fallen into that hole first, and then that was part of why I wanted to play Sword. Um, but then I started watching Pokemon Nuzlocke stuff, which is the hole I'm, like, currently in. Oh, yeah. You gonna do one? Are we gonna do a Pokemon Nuzlocke? <laughs> ben and Hank do a Nuzlocke? So, <clears throat> I did start one, but the thing I actually started was like planning out making a like hacking a rob of pokemon to make a harder version of pokemon to then nuzlocke see i mean i'm like i'm like a level deeper if you <laughs> i mean the hardest part will be figuring out the name of the series but if you come to me yeah like i'm down i'm 400% down to do a a Pokemon Nuzlocke salt okay salty okay salt so I'm also I'm also something. deep enough that just Nuzlocke rules not enough you also have to do no items set mode and level caps uh all that makes sense except level caps explain I, I don't know not what you mean over leveling the next gym leader basically. oh yeah yeah and the I and I don't know if I'll be able to do it, but I would want to actually... My ideal version of the ROM is, like, you wouldn't even have to worry about leveling. Like, I would just give you rare candies, but you wouldn't be able to out-level the gym badge you got. Would be the ideal. In the version... What I would build. Oh, or you so wouldn't even like doing have to yourself. do any grinding. Hmm. They're like, I was looking into the Pokemon ROM hack community is amazing. Oh, there are like dude, so many uh, tools. <laughs> there's 10 billion fucking, like, that's a, yeah, yeah. And like, I, because they're like, I mean, people have like the, the code to like insert modern mechanics into like the GVA Pokemon games. Oh, like, yeah. That just exists. Like, that I'm shit's pretty... a little. A little hard for me, just because I was looking at it. It's like, okay, I, I can wrap my head around doing this, but I can't wrap around doing this and the way in which you edit the game. Yeah, because like the thing that makes it that made it super appealing is there are like really accessible tools for just editing GBA ROM files. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's where I'm gonna start. Oh, for people sure. have people have like done up. I, I've seen like. Uh, People throwing in like all the new Pokemon into like the GBA games and shit. Like, yeah, like also crazy. like Megas and yeah, it's <laughs> not Dynamax thing. I mean, I'm about it. 
That's great. It's very funny. Um, and the wool. I'm, I'm, if you're interested, I'm, I'm interested. Damn. <laughs> so like I've been watching. Uh, so I think I started from watching small ant videos, and he would oh, do like. Oh, dude, yeah. I've been watching challenge a ton of his runs. Shit. Yeah, like yeah. no, whatever. Yeah, I've been. And the, I've been the one that got me was well. when he he, he got uh, someone to rewrite the code of blue for him so that someone else could control all the enemy Pokemon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The and world he had, cha- Yeah, I've been watching he had Wolfie. that. Yeah, yeah. So I I watched all of that. It's so good. And then, um, and that like actually makes sense because Gen One AI already cheated and looked at your reacted based on your move. <laughs> <laughs> like literally in Gen One, the, the enemy AI completely cheated and looked at your move before it decided what to do. Amazing. Just doesn't do it later, Jeds. Um, so then I watched. So then I fell into Wolfie's channel, and Wolfie was doing. He started doing an Emerald Kaizo Nuzlocke. First he did an Emerald Nuzlocke, then he did an Emerald Kaizo Nuzlocke. And he was talking to this other Nuzlocke or Pokemon Challenges who has like a who does like a lot of harder ROMs. And he's also been doing Pokemon Emerald Nuzlocke. And so I've been watching that stuff. And he's like up to he's on like Pokemon Challenges is on like attempt 151 of Nuzlocking oh Emerald Kaizo, with like including resets and stuff, um, and he's just gotten up to the Elite Four again, and he's like doing it tomorrow or today, actually I think. Nice. <laughs> he's doing the Elite Four, and he did the Elite Four on like attempt seventy-seven was the last time he was there. Oh my god! And he lost. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, That's a bit, a and bit like too much for me, but the, and the thing about. The thing that's neat about Emerald Kaizo, though, is that it it rebalances some stuff, but mostly it's still just using all the tools of base Emerald. Mm-hmm. Um, like it changes some Pokemon to make them to make some weak, weak Pokemon stronger, I think. Um, but and also it like takes away some stuff. Like it doesn't ever give you access to weather moves. Oh, okay. To, to change to setting the weather yourself. Um. It has a bunch of minor changes, but it's like really compelling. Like the the changes are really smart. So it got that was sort of also what got me thinking about good ways in which to change Pokemon to make it a more interesting playing experience. But but also that game is stupid in some ways. Like it becomes about like all your all your explosion Pokemon to go off at the right time for the right double battles. It's yeah. like a it's like a little too much for me, <laughs> but it was it was interesting. Yeah, man. So I've also thought about playing playing that and trying to do that, but haven't gotten to that point yet. Oh, let me know when. That's you where do. I am. <laughs> Look, I have I have notes started about redoing the Pokemon you found find on the early routes of a fire red. <laughs> nice. <laughs> thought about it. Anyway, that's that's it for me and video games. Okay, my uh, my last like game thing is just uh, 
my frustration with deck builders and associated <laughs> games. Hell like, yeah. Holy shit, what a difficult, like, what a simple thing to do that everybody does in a way that I happen to not be a fan of. <laughs> I'm not even going to say they're <laughs> bad, because, like, everybody uh -huh. fucking, when people are, like, naturally being, like, fucking snobs about it, like, I think people <laughs> just play Monster Train because they're not good at Slay the Spire. I'm like, I mean, like, I'm not good at Slay the Spire because I don't want to be, because I don't like math. Which is not entirely true, but like, that's not what I want out of that game. Like, the uh, you recommending uh, the Hearthstone dungeon crawl? Yeah, that's that's so much closer to what I want. Holy shit! <laughs> it was right under me the whole time. Uh, that felt so yeah, much better. But the bullshit where you can see exactly what they're gonna do, and like. I've tried a few different variants now, but I even went on Reddit and I was like on a specific deck building like roguelite subreddit and I'm like, are there any games where you don't have to where the, the object of the game is not to start the run and then look ahead to the boss and plan every single move that you're going to do when getting to the boss and like Every battle is just, okay, they're doing six damage and this much block. I need to do this, 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 and this in this order to achieve the exact number I need to negate that or whatever. And literally, I, most of the responses I get were people who would develop their own deck builders. And one of them had the audacity to be like, hey, this might be what you're looking for. And it was literally just more planning. <laughs> He's like, at the beginning of your run, you can see the rewards at each stage of the the dungeon or the uh, level. So you can plan your rewards. And I'm like, that less planning. Fuck, bud. Like, yeah. I don't want to know. I don't know what my opponent in magic is going to fucking do. I'm not going to ask him how much. Like, are you. Do you plan on attacking me for 13? Like, ugh. I well, hate if it. you know their deck, you can figure it out. You can figure it out, but I don't want to. It's That's more sure. work than I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're looking for the correct difficulty where you can still play blind, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look at how I play. Look at my, at this point, like my catchphrase for, for magic. Math is for blockers. <laughs> Swing out and pray. Uh -huh. That's too, yeah. Basically, Math I want to play it. Like, winners also. I want to, I want to, well, yeah. I mean, playing decks that don't suck is also for winners, but that's never stopped me. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I've been watching Kaizo videos where he's, like, doing calcs for every battle. Yeah, no, that's, I'm and like, that's and like hard pass. planning out Victory Road because well. he knows what Pokemon he needs for the Elite Four, so everything else is expendable. But he might need it for a later fight on Victory Road, so he has to reverse plan. Yeah, and like I can, I I can get a little bit into that at times, but if the mm. whole game is that, like, ugh. Yeah, 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 and that's like that's like that game is that difficult that it makes you do that basically. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's a there's a lower difficulty where you can then increase the difficulty on yourself by playing it blind. Mm -hmm. Which sounds like more like what you want. Yeah. So I, I did like, end up like it's not like it just it's doable if you go in without perfect information or whatever. Yeah. Or any information. 
Um, I did try out Dream Quest, which is like Slay the Spire precursor game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little better, but it kind of it ran into a different issue. It has very like low graphics art because like the creator just had his at the time like on like tiny aged daughter like draw all the art <laughs> so like there's like like funny. oh the attack is, like the attack for one is just a poorly drawn knife and the attack for Hell two yeah. the attack for two two poorly drawn knives <laughs> <laughs> like it's really good and it's pretty charming but it has uh like part of the reason i liked monster train more was that you know i like summoning creatures and it doesn't sure. you don't really have that you have some equipment mm-hmm. stuff but it's more of a spell slinger thing um but that led me to spectromancer i assume you did not play the demo no and yeah. we're going around to it <laughs> that's fine sorry um great game like Richard Garfield helped design it with some Russian dude whose name they made it sound like I should know, but I have no idea. Um, pretty interesting concept, and surprisingly, like I did bump up the difficulty from normal after a bit, and it went from insanely easy to pretty damn challenging. Uh, nice. the shtick. For anyone who doesn't know, is that you have five basic, four basic types of mana, I believe. Yeah, earth, wind, fire, water. Yeah. Um, and then your fifth t- mana type is from your class. So, like, forest mana, death mana, chaos, control, whatever. Mechanic. Uh, there's a goblin class, so then you get goblin mana. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and the the shtick is that uh, all of the cards are are like set. You don't unlock any cards, and you don't design your deck. Every single battle, it pulls like there's a you know there's only so many fire cards, but it will pull X amount for randomly for each battle at different mm-hmm. costs. So it's a there's uh, spells and creatures, and like part of it is oh shit. Okay, I have a lot of really good like fire spells, uh, so I'll not spend that mana, and it, all of your mana. I should have mentioned all of your mana increases one per turn, so maybe you can use your wind and water mana to keep your creatures going, and your fire mana can be for like your emergency spells or whatever. And it's been pretty, pretty good. I've been enjoying it and it it's not uh it doesn't do the thing where like your your character has health and like you I mean it plays like magic your your health resets you don't have to go through the entire tournament without losing all your life or whatever gotcha um, and it does it's not about the long term like resource management of health the way a slay the spider is yeah and even like I mean, I've been doing... You can do, like, single duels, or you can do... There's also multiplayer, which I've not tried. Um, mm. But there's, like, a campaign thing. And I think I just kind of ruined it for myself a little bit, because I started on easy or normal. Um, oh. And you can, like... 
like when you, I don't, I don't know what the what the fail condition is because I noticed when I I would like lose a battle, and I could just retry it right away, and of uh -huh. course your deck is randomized, so in theory you could just surrender until you get a deck that wins for you, but uh -huh. I think because I was noticing like what is what do they call it like fame or something like when you win you get a bunch of fame or recognition or something and when you lose you lose it so i think by playing i i changed it to hard so late in the campaign that i just could keep bashing my skull against a battle without worrying about truly failing so that's gotcha. kind of my own fault but it is nice of just you know you can get a little mathy with it because you have the tools to win it's just like how can you do it Mm -hmm. like one one particularly challenging battle and there's like uh after a while they give you uh unique victory loss conditions or like setups so uh one one game the opponent has like literally a hundred times more health than you but mm -hmm. you start with uh i guess would it be like ashnod's altar sort of thing like you can summon gotcha. a creature onto this slot and it, you get that much mana, so you can just go ham. And mm. eventually I realized that uh, it turns out when you summon that creature, you still get any, like, cast effects. So I had a uh, little... Enter the battlefield effects? Yeah, gotcha. yeah, enter the battlefield. So I was like, why the fuck can't I win this battle? It should be stupidly easy with this much mana. Then I realized I had a raccoon that every time it entered the battlefield would deal, uh, like damage based on the creature across from it and it had a big beefy creature across from it i just i didn't put those two facts together <laughs> that's funny so it's yeah it's been a good time like puzzling out yeah. wins and shit i like it speaking of puzzles there is a one of the uh later hearthstone things i think that's like two after the kobolds one it's all about like puzzle setups oh, okay that's that cool. Was, that was, that's that's a fun, fun thing to work through. Oh yeah, like a bunch of Hearthstone like where they've set up this scenario for you and you just puzzle it out. Yeah, man. Specifically that. Oh, that'd be. I that'd love be that shit. To, that'd be fun to try. I'd love. There was uh, some articles that did that with magic. Yeah, that yeah, I've yeah. Seen. That's always a good time. I'm terrible mm -hmm. at them. I'm fucking awful <laughs> at them, but I like <laughs> looking at it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I have some, I have some real quick stuff to like brush through. Uh, you got anything sure. else? What do you? Have I have. Oh, two you have TV shows to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And do then it. we have, and then we have an email. Right, right. So I watched that. There, then there, when <laughs> Loki show about the Lokis. Yeah. The, the um, chaos. I have one question. Okay. Top priority. Sure. Uh, does it act? Does it stand on its own? Can I watch it, or do I need to understand everything else? <laughs> this, and it ties in. This, it it super ties in. Right, it's I'm like out. setting up everything. Oh, for <laughs> like, Christ's sake! It is super about setting shit up. All right, I'm out. Uh, That's it. Fine. Literally, That's... it. I mean, this Loki is literally like a Loki. A version of Loki that's only from Endgame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, the more important question you should have asked is, do they kiss? I don't know who they is. I don't know anything <laughs> about this. Uh, Loki and alternate universe girl Loki, obviously. Oh. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I should have known that intrinsically. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's like... That dude turns into Look, a The important horse thing is there's an alligator Loki. Hell yeah. And they're like, is he really a Loki? And they're like, well, he could be an alligator just pretending to be a Loki. Unbelievable. But that would that really just makes him more of a Loki, don't you think? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. That's it was the best of the Marvel shows easily. Because it actually, like, went for it. Yeah. Um, had balls. And actually finally set up multiverse shit instead of teasing it the way... Uh... Like, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Wanda had a problem of, like, trying to, like, sit, like saying, like, oh, this character's coming. And then it kind of being a wet fart yeah. of... Uh, what it was, and this show actually did the thing. It's like, who is who is behind? Who is the man behind the curtain? Who is our Wizard of Oz? And like, it was a, it was a, it was like the who's gonna be the new villain of the MCU, basically. So nice, which is a version of Kang. Oh, it is closer to. Thought it was Krang. No, Krang is from Ninja Turtles. He's the brain thing. That's Krang. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, that's sure. Yeah, when it's not for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I and it's fine. I guess whatever. The multiverse, it's, though. That shit's cool. I just gotta say, the classic Loki shows up. Old man Loki I, and I, the I, classic looking Loki garb, and he's I did just see great. That. I saw like the actor and made a comment about it or whatever. It's just he's he just looks so good. Hell yeah! <laughs> like, which this is more of what what this shit was like. Was just like yeah, show up in the comic outfit. It's um, fucking dope. Own it. <laughs> Anya's brother was, I mean, he's, he's been asking if I've been watching it. And I'm like, nah. And then he was asking, like, yeah. if my, uh, you know, second best. He's like, do any of your friends watch it? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I got friends keeping up. And we were talking about it yesterday and, like, talking about comics a bit. And then just, like, franchises. And he had an interesting question that I thought you might be able to better answer. I had my own sure. guesses. Um before Marvel, what was the biggest connected cinematic universe? Not counting like books, comics, and shit. Like movie thing. Just movies <clears throat> and or TV shows. Like the biggest. Yeah. Like a single non. I guess non restarting in this case, because as far as I know, Marvel. M MCU has not yeah. done a, a hard reset, but so that's why I was like, okay, well, Godzilla is probably out. Too many, too many resets. 
It's definitely not Star Wars. Like well, it was only six well, films. I mean, if you're going that far back, like everything's gonna, probably gonna have a reset. That's that's that big, right? I guess at some at some point, but a single yeah. connected thing. Yeah, for I don't know for movies. I don't know. Like some there's. <clears throat> yeah, it's hard because like they don't they didn't do spin-off movies in the same way. Yeah. They're definitely long-running franchises. Oh, totally. And there's the, uh, like, in TV, technically, so many things are connected. <laughs> the, the, whatever. the Cheers um, Frasier universe. Well, it's... It's like St. Elsewhere thing where like all tv shows are tied into the saint elsewhere finale because of that show was so big and it crossed over with so many things ah interesting and then and the last episode of saint elsewhere reveals that it was all the dream of an autistic child so oh no like so like 70 percent <laughs> of all media or something is the dream of this one character <laughs> <laughs> it's like because oh, they, yeah. the Saint Elsewhere crossed over with so many things that crossed over with so many things, like including stuff like Cheers. Gotcha. That's wild. Like TV, TV is like technically just falls into a pit. Yeah. <laughs> of of interconnectedness is is, bizarrely. is is just films easier or more simple. Cause like I, I was I yeah. was thinking like obviously there's a second place but I was figuring it would be a like a much lower number for stuff that all connects to each other. Like there's like the Universal Monster, the classic Universal Monsters, technically all take place in the same world. That's like probably like the first big one. Okay. Because like they they had like. Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, and that or Al, um, Albert Costello meet Frankenstein, which also has Dracula and mm -hmm. Wolfman in it. Interesting. Okay, that's I like just, the that's like the oldest one, I'd say. Yeah. I think. Um. Because like. like I know there's, there's a like lot of... Freddy versus Jason, Alien versus Predator shit. Yeah. Although, I guess that's before. Yeah, that's before Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, it's Godzilla, really, because they made so it... many of those movies. Yeah, I, see, I figured it probably like Godzilla would be a contender, but I didn't know like what the longest Godzilla continuity is because I know they'd restart or they reset I just forgot well, at they don't point. reset it to like 85 right I don't remember all the all the <laughs> yeah, yeah so no, it's all 50... the same continuity till till 85 okay when they bring him back as a solo and it's the Cold War shit so, so everything before then is is connected and that's then connected to the, like the like the first Mothra movie, the first Rodan movie. It's like you have like tie-in stuff because of other, yeah, and okay. like even more obscure shit just because of like destroy all monsters bringing in so many 
like all those Toho movies being connected in that way. Okay. Nice. I was okay. And then I like, kind of right. like Godzilla versus King Kong, bringing King Kong into. Yeah, yeah. Um. Like there are other long-running film series, but um, I don't think there's something that I can think of with like that much crossover. Like there are like a million Charlie Chan movies or whatever. But yeah, that's not. Those are all Charlie Chan movies. <laughs> it's not like they're making. I think I don't. I don't know that that shit on account of being like problematic that shit is like not people aren't bringing that shit up yeah yeah that shit is lost to time oh that's fine um no it's God, just so many so many of those movies just an interesting thought I thought would be worth asking um yeah so Loki uh you also did up an anime I did. I watched in like one sitting. I watched the entirety of the just, World Ends with You anime. You did based watch on the DS game. You binged that shit. I did binge that shit. <laughs> uh, how did... since I just like binged a new thing like that? I guess. Yeah. I just watched it in one sitting. I don't know. How did? Uh, I don't know. How did it compare? I mean, it's pretty faithful it's a big thing okay. the the uh it was i mean i i quite enjoyed it if i didn't enjoy it i wouldn't have binged it the big thing to me is like the music and the anime doesn't slap nearly as hard as playing the actual video game and partly because like they aren't using the bangers but also they don't have room to because there's so much dialogue <laughs> whereas like in a video game and where you're doing battles and stuff there's so much more room for the the soundtrack to shine and that was such a big part of the experience of playing that game was listening to that soundtrack like that was a game that i played with headphones on because the music was so fucking good and it's like plot relevant because like one of the things is the main character always wears headphones because yeah as a way of like for because he doesn't want to like connect with other people and like the whole plot of the game is him working his way through that so that like the fact that that game makes you want to wear headphones because the music slaps is like a key part of the experience of going through that story that way. I mean, <laughs> like I wasn't, I wasn't really too interested. And then you link yeah. those three tracks, and I'm like, I mean, I, I could see how much it costs. I suppose, <laughs> like I'm definitely more interested now. I was yeah, not that expecting. Just really fucking good. Yeah, and mostly it's not in the anime. Like the opening is one of those songs, like a new version. But mostly, it doesn't have it. Like it's not using the soundtrack from the game that much. It's like the biggest bummer, I would say, or the biggest thing that's like makes it lesser. The story, the core plot is still really strong, and compelling. So that still works. Um, like the, they do all like the the character animations also all look really good and faithful to the show, so it has like a unique look to it. Though like the monsters are bad CG, um, as is the style of the time. Yeah. Uh, that's well, kind of whatever. 
there is one thing of like where I'm like super tied into the the because Eng- like I played that game with English voice acting, so I'm mm-hmm. like super attached to those performances. And there's like a particular thing they do when you do your ultimate attack between two of the characters, where like one of those like follow my lead, and then Yuka says screw that. they do it anyway uh which i just fucking love and they didn't do that in the anime so that's another thing they're missing uh the big thing with the anime is my honestly my biggest complaint is like a is still pretty minor it's like the the show can't end on the big emotional end point of the game because it then has to have a scene of characters like talking through a bunch of the expositional stuff that was like the secret side content in the video game that you would unlock by playing more and finding all the secrets or whatever god i feel compelled to like put that like just stick that on the end in the form of a conversation it's like that's definitely the way that like that would happen but it's like less emotionally it's not ending at the emotionally correct spot. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, at the end of that journey of watching that, that, that definitely stuck out. Um, but, yeah, that's just a good story. Nice. And the thing that makes it work as a, an anime adaptation is that the story of that game is really propulsive. Like, it's constantly moving forward in a way that, so, like, a game like Persona is not. Like, part of the reason I don't love the... I've I've never been able to get into the Persona animes is so much the experience of playing those games is, like, settling into a routine. Which is just not how those shows play out. Yeah. From what I've experienced. Like, it just... That felt like it was really missing something. Whereas the games of The World Is With You, it's like... It is also set in real time, sort of. But it's more like tied to these characters have a mission they have to do right now or they're going to (laughs) die and then they do it and then they wake up the next day like and it's the next day like they don't then go to bed (laughs) they don't have it's not it doesn't have that like settling into it kind of thing Mm. that is like so core to persona like Oh my god. That was like the <laughs> turning point in Persona 5 for me is when I finally settled into that routine. And that's yeah. like it's so important to those games. So Nice. So that's why I just haven't I've I wanna like those anime that anime adaptation so bad and I just have never gotten into it. But this this I got into right away. Hell yeah. No, I might uh I mean I found for some fucking reason the switch version in russia is more expensive than the american version but it's also hella unpopular so the physical version used is like essentially a permanent half off so gotcha it's not bad at all so i might look at playing that on like motion controls on the switch or like the the finger motions on the switch yeah, well, great. We'll see. <laughs> I that I will say that was a game where it was like I was very glad I had a screen protector on my DS. <laughs> 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 fucked up by the end of that game. Hell yeah. 
because it's pretty intensive with like just doing shit constantly. And because that that game like wants you to like the DS version at least um, wanted you to be doing like two things at once. Sometimes you're just like doing shit just to do shit without like your brain connecting to it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that would be. Sc- Gribbling all over the place on your screen and just like hoping you're hitting some of your like it was like equipping pins that like when you did that things would happen yeah <laughs> nice like powers that required you to draw a circle that was the worst <laughs> getting the DS recognize a circle Ugh. rip but I mean that was an era where I was like perfectly happy to play uh phantom hourglass the zelda game completely with a stylus so it was just kind of a different era also dude i've been willing to do that shit i play animal crossing that's a game i super can't go back to is phantom hourglass and i love that game i play back i still play animal crossing wild world from that Uh era uh they had like optional motion controls or uh-huh. I guess touch controls, so like you could make your character run around by dragging the stylus. Yeah. But they also had like there was a weird leg time, not not terrible, but noticeable. If you wanted mm-hmm. to switch from touch controls to buttons, this also happens if you because any fucking normal person is like, yeah, I'm going to use the D pad and the buttons to run around. And then I'm going to use the stylus to, like, type a letter to a character. Uh They also had that weird, like, control switch when you were typing a letter. And I'm like... Gotcha. They they just go so hard on the touch stuff just (laughs) because that was the thing. Yeah. It was the thing. Yeah. Oh, well. It's fine. Just like this. But, yeah, I I really enjoyed the, the World Ends With You anime. Nice. It also omits one of my favorite bits from the game, which is like there's a secret extra day that's all about where like instead of having fighting, it's all about like the Beyblades mini game in the game, and like everything's <laughs> determined by that. Nice. It's like one of the the extra one of the unlocks at the end of the game. That's very fun. That sounds cool. Um. Yeah, I I just have like super quick stuff. Um, sure. Nagatoro, the like shit post internet meme anime of the summer or whatever, uh, that finished up its first season, twelve episodes. It did exactly what I wanted to, and it over time it toned down the like kind of horniness it stopped being horny to the viewer and it was instead like just these kids who like each other like that kind of horny mm-hmm. i guess <laughs> it didn't feel sure. as gross and uh it actually I do, that is the arc of a lot like anime will often and manga will often up front a lot of their gross horniness to like hook young readers hell yeah it's um, just a trend. It did turn out. It turned out very sweet. Like it's not the manga is not over. They're following that, mm. but uh, it definitely. I mean, I've been keeping up with with both as much as I can. 
the manga is slower, but yeah, uh, previously me and Peter had watched a similar show that had vibe those vibes early on, and it did not quit. Like, it just kept, there was no fucking resolution. <laughs> oh, no. This character was just an awkward, uh, horny piece of shit the entire time. And it was cringy as hell. And I was so, uh, like, I was, uh, character development blue balls. It was the worst. Uh, but this didn't do that. And it was very nice. Very cute anime. Uh, yeah, so there was that. Uh, Tuka and Birdie started up their second season i i hate to say it because the second episode featured a city occupied entirely by plant people but i'm not feeling it that mm. they they focus i don't know i guess it's like kind of up there with like bojack horseman or something like they're just focusing perpetually on anxiety and like I guess emotional immaturity to an extent and like communication uh -huh. and I dig some of the aesthetics of the show and I, I like what it does at points but I just don't care <laughs> I guess like that's just not what I want to mm. be watching right now like I'm sometimes I'm in the mood and when I watch uh, when I watch the few episodes uh, early on I was just like looking at this person who is like having anxiety and of course obviously it's a it's not a thing but in my head I'm just like talk to the person in front of you like just tell them that like just com fucking communicate just use your words oh obviously doesn't work that way of course but no I, <laughs> like watching it in a show is just I, it's not what I want to be watching right now uh there plant city was dope though would recommend <laughs> i'm jealous uh so there's that uh and maybe like uh, later on they'll get a better balance of like wackiness and serious stuff like dealing with their 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 things but mm -hmm. uh and the last show that i've been that recently started their second season again is owl house and that's one of the uh, cartoons that I had on my list for you to check out. Yeah. Easily the best one. Well, okay. I, it's tied. It's mm -hmm. tied for the best one. Uh, okay. Also, partially because uh, the one the one that it's tied with and Owl House now has been confirmed. Um, three seasons and done. Like, they have a full arc, like, planned out. And gotcha. I'm stoked for it. And... It's held up. It's solid. Uh, it's gay as hell, and I love it. It's it's just a very solid show. I'm enjoying it very much. Um, yeah. And then I read a modern translation of Beowulf by uh, Maria Devana Headley, and that's been fun. It starts out with bro, and... <laughs> Uh, at one point, it, heavy. Uh. So people, when they trans, and it is a translation, like it's hella modern. But it, she, like, I mean, she knows her shit. Um, mm -hmm. People tend to either try to go for more of a prose thing, or like keep the format, but not really do some of the old English poetry, or try to work it out, whatever. Um, she opts for a very, very heavily alliterative 
version, which I love. I love alliteration. Mm. And there's some fucking great lines. Everything is very understandable. Like, part of me is like, this is what high schoolers should be given to read. Because, like, mm-hmm. it makes sense. And it's, like, just good. At one point, uh, Beowulf says, if you fuck with the Geats, you fuck with me. I felt it. It was good. That line hit very well. It's a it's great shit. Has a uh, it was it's kind of touted as like a bit more of a feminist interpretation, and I think that gets played up a little bit for like clicks. The way that it's feminist is that she kind of without deviating from the translation too much she kind of acknowledges that like the guys in the story are shitty sometimes and like the people writing it or the person writing it and the people translating it over the years like you know not the best view of women historically as it turns Uh out so kind of some more yeah (laughs) yeah uh so just some more lines that like acknowledge that which is which is cool they're very well done also so that's been nice it was a very quick read comparatively yeah sure. uh nice that's all my shit i'm ready yeah we got we got this email hell yeah from antonio uh and i'm gonna read it dear condiments <laughs> It's been a while since I wrote in. I apologize. No need to apologize. Life happens. Yeah, don't, man. Don't, don't feel compelled. Don't like, worry about it. Don't worry. Uh, today I write to ask about your past school experience, specifically favorites. Everyone has a favorite food. Parentheses looks at Hank fries. A favorite color looks at Paul purple. Favorite subject looks at Ben anime. God damn it. Uh, but what were your favorite school supplies? You ever own a superhero backpack or a or that special pencil notebook? I personally recall owning a Pokemon pencil. I didn't use it at school. I kept it at home and drew the Pikachu shown on it, which in a sense helped me learn how to draw, even if I was like in first grade or in like first grade. Couldn't keep a crayon line from going past the edge to save my life, but I could replicate simple forms pretty well. Anyway, I hope you're staying cool and wish you the best of luck in these temperatures. Sincerely, Antonio. Are you melting right now? Are oh, you yeah. staying cool? Because I'm not. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> no staying cool in the podcast zone. Um, I guess I'd, I have a favorite school supply. I suppose. Uh, I never really got into like the pencils or notebooks or anything too much. In hindsight, mm-hmm. I really love the aesthetics of like those fucking folders with like killer whales like swimming through space or like sunsets where it's like part water, part galaxy or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. Those have a nostalgic place in my in my brain. And sure. I love it. But uh my I got a backpack in seventh grade. That backpack is still with me. It was a good fucking backpack, apparently. <laughs> that bitch yeah. has been across the world with me, just tossed around, and it's still like I mean, one strap is 
still uh what's the foundationally solid but it's like the stuff on top of it is torn that's it great mm-hmm. backpack yeah oh, one of my answers is also a backpack i got in high school it's like a it's just like a deep sack yeah <laughs> with pockets on the edge and like that was huge for me because in high school i had so much so many fucking books to to carry home and i was it was like a walk mm-hmm. i would i was walking home every day i would get driven to school but i would i would walk home and i i like had like a backpack on wheels and then like one day i was taking it <laughs> home it was so heavy it just fucking ripped through and everything fell out <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and like just having a backpack that, like my bag weighed like twenty pounds, like every day, and like having a bag that could like withstand that, sustain that, and got me all the way through the rest of high school, and I still use it to this day. Like I fucking love that bag, dude. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'm like trying to remember what I use. I definitely know at some point I had like the. I don't even know what to call it. Like little kid backpacks, you know? Like there's maybe two pockets on the thing and it's just like flat and can barely hold anything. Man. And then yeah, this was this was also like my first like <laughs> I'm gonna fit fucking everything into this backpack. And it's oh mm-hmm. it's so good. Nice. God. Do I have uh, I also just really love a good pen. <laughs> But in like a practical way of like having a good pen that I'm just I just use all the time. Yeah, I don't not into like collecting pens that I don't <laughs> then don't use. That's mm-hmm. definitely not my scene. But I uh, having a good pen that like I'm actively using, like a f- good fountain pen or a regular like I don't know rolling ball pen or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, just I, really good. <laughs> it just feels really good. I guess my, I mean, my go-to pens are actually I. They have to just be like generic, mass-produced things that like are probably available in stores. But for some reason, they feel different. Um, my dad, uh, you know, like owns buses and stuff, and they have like you know corporate pens are not corporate that sounds too big but they have company pens you know a little logo on them they're just black and white just sure your basic bitch like a pen you would find in a bank or something i don't know mm-hmm. just a ballpoint whatever they're like they feel so solid and at this point maybe it's just because it's what i'm used to but like they write well they don't glide too much they don't hang too much i never have issues with them like drying out and like I don't know whatever supplier they're using unless they just bought a billion at once. Like over the past 20 years, they have never like changed in quality. So I came here and I was struggling to find a pen and I asked dad if he could send me a few and he just sent me, I mean, he sent me like 50 of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. But it's just like, it's such a solid, it's such a solid pen. I love it. I, I feel you on that. Like, when you it, the difference yeah. when you use a uh, an inferior pen is infuriating yeah. and immediately noticeable. I don't know. I'll I'll use a garbage pen also, but when you have a good pen, it just feels good. 
part of my problem that I encountered with a few early pens here when I was teaching, uh, I write really heavily. If I if I don't like, I can stop myself, but I have to actually concentrate mm-hmm. on it. And I kept, for some reason, just luck of the draw, I kept getting pens that like required a softer touch. Like maybe they were gel or something. I don't know. Mm. But if you'd write too hard, like the tip would dry out over time. So mm-hmm. that was no good. Yeah, when when I've had a f- good fountain pen, that's like life changing. I've never. I, I don't know that I've ever used a fountain pen. It's like a higher tier experience, but then but then you're more ruined on using normal <laughs> pens. <laughs> I mean, now I'm curious. I'll probably yeah. I'll, I'll get one. I'll check it out. Yeah, like you don't you don't even have to like get like a super expensive one. No, like, just, you know, just like check it out and just have a like re- one that can like take re- refillable cartridges or something yeah uh, shit's shit, do they, shit's nice do they do they does the uh does the ink on the page dry pretty quickly like any uh, long i used yeah no it was fun okay it's just like a pen i don't know i i mean i maybe it doesn't it wasn't, matter i wasn't it wasn't super complicated <laughs> well so if you if you let like the big thing is if you just leave the pen it's like sitting on the page, like it'll just empty out <laughs> in a way that a normal pen won't. Yeah. Um I ask because I also in addition to writing heavily, I write a little fucked up. Like I, I write mm. right handed, but I hold sure. my pen and I hold my hand like a lefty. So my hand basically just drags across the ink. So when I use mm-hmm. gel pens, I have to like adjust. Otherwise it just becomes an unreadable mess. But sure. I, 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 I used to have that problem too, but I, like I would have that problem with, I was writing a pencil, like my, yeah, yeah. And be covered in graphite. Just covered. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I, I don't write handwriting often, but I think I'm mostly got over that. Well, so, Mr. Self-improvement. Think you're better than me? Yeah, man. I told you. You, you learn the piano, and then you just do pinky exercises, and then your pinky gets strong. I mean, my pinky is fine for playing... My pinky is fine for playing the piano. It's just not fine for repeatedly mashing the key. That's the... You know what? what? You have, so you have to practice, Ben. You put your hand I on the know. table, and you just practice picking up and putting down your pinky. Just practice that shit. Every day, do a little. I mean, I can just play a roguelike. That's my... <laughs> play a roguelike every day. Yeah, true. I mean, I did... Learn by doing. I did... Learn by doing. I was going to mention, I've been using the... Uh, the People call them V keys. So, H is... H is left. L is right. J is down. K is up. And then Y, U, B, N for diagonals, correspondingly. I, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's actually pretty nice after I got used to it a little bit. But some people I'm some just people I'm just bad at if I have to move my finger off the key it's on into another one. Yeah. Just, I can be pretty terrible at that except with ways I'm like incredibly familiar with. 
like hitting Q or something if I'm WASDing. Yeah. Well, I mean the diagonal because the alternative for a lot of these is like the numpad. So like going down, uh, like diagonals were just as hard and going down meant like move your right or your middle finger was doing down and up and like sure. with the extra key in between. So I don't, it's all a mess. It's all a mess. Mm -hmm. Oh, what if, what if there was a space key in the center of your arrow keys? That sounds hellish. Are you speaking from experience? I think I I saw an old oh. keyboard. Ugh. I mean, there's an old keyboard I wanted to use that, you know, is completely like before there was any semblance of a standard. <laughs> yeah. It's but really like not like game. a not like a, a long like it was just a square, but it was just another space button. Weird. That's so awkward to think about. So you have the left and right uh, to left of it, and then the up and down above it. Okay. The center of the space. Yeah, so like the five on numpad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, it's not too bad, but it's just... I don't know. It's such a long distance for middle finger to go. Poor guy. I don't know. I I remember before the days of unified keyboard controls on games, Ugh, before so... WASD took dominance, and it was nightmare land. It was a hellscape. You're so old. <laughs> <laughs> keyboard games used to have non WASD controls. Ugh. I mean, I think yeah. Like you move with the arrow keys, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> and then you. Do you, I, I mean, mean you, you didn't originally. I mean, like Doom, you didn't originally. You didn't use a mouse, right? Yeah. Well, I just. So, I'm getting into. The... I, I really am enjoying roguelikes, but those. Some of those people can be purist in a way that's obscene. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Your roguelike allow allows it gives the option for mouse controls. Get the fuck out of here with your roguelite baby bullshit. <laughs> like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like the option is great. I, don't know. I was never I was never a big into. I was like I'm casual in that I've never got super into doing hotkeys for games. So. I'm a casual mouse user. Oh, anyway. yeah. Yeah. Playing WoW with a mouse. <laughs> hundred of like a million hotkeys. Those hotkeys I used. But that's because, like, I mean, I just set them up for, you know. I slowly incorporated more hotkeys into my life as I needed to for PvP, but... I'm just not only used. as I needed to for PvP, but Maybe. also and also in the, by mouse I mean I would be using like a touchpad. Yeah, I remember you said you would. Yeah, you would do like competitive with a fucking touchpad or whatever. Yeah, and I would play Dota was. that way. Oh my god! And click all my abilities. Like I didn't even use hotkeys for those like four buttons. God. Uh. See, I'm just not used to, like, 
maybe you can tell me because you're you know you have so much worldly experience and years beyond mine um i'm just not used years to like of controlling games poorly yeah like in roguelikes traditional roguelikes still a big thing like you know uh you have like period to wait comma is like pick up g is get like w is where like there's a there's like two billion hotkeys was that just more of a thing oh games just having a two billion hotkeys yes yeah percent like that, more that continued more yeah, like stuff. just like fucking to do anything was just some random button on the keyboard that you needed yeah <laughs> Like, I get that there's a lot, you know, not every game is going to have look, a button for, look. like, use, wear, drop, get, and interact. All separate, being yeah. totally separate mm-hmm. things. But, like, come on, people. Standardize. <laughs> is no, G no standardization. Get? Ugh. I mean, the first time I played Heroes of Might and Magic, I didn't know what the end turn button was. Because I didn't know, I didn't understand, like, I hadn't played a game with an end turn button. So I just would play out my turn and then just buy another hero and then I couldn't do anything and then I quit the game. <laughs> I remember you mentioning that, yeah. Like, like I just, just yeah. you know. This is great. I I didn't know how to d- how to do the thing. I didn't know how to end. I didn't know that an end turn button was a thing. I don't know. So I, know. I guess I should double. I didn't have I didn't have an instruction manual. <laughs> I had that game from like a pack of like 20 games or something i need to i need to check because maybe it is a thing but it's just old enough that it might not be spectrum answer does not have a hot key for end turn like it's not space bar or something nice so you have to like manually click it every time but Uh it's also from 2008 so maybe that was like just before people figured that out i don't know it just sounds like they had oversight i don't know of that specific game. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, like, the games I'm thinking were, like, much older than that. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had someone... Should have seen fucking console shooters before fucking analog controls were I standardized. <laughs> I mean, Before I... Call of Duty... <laughs> playing even going back to like Before master chief halo. collection is a little weird because that's like yeah. obviously it's so halo very is modern, like when but... they is like when we started to figure it out yeah <laughs> but like it's like a turning point that uh halo specifically was interesting just because there's so many things that it doesn't have so it uses it can it like buttons are free to do other shit so yeah, like yeah. shift is not run because you're not fucking running Mm-hmm. Weird. Um, I was gonna mention something that you made me think of, and I left. It left the brain. Couldn't have been that gone, important. Gone oh, brain. I was uh, I was gonna mention uh, apparently like Heroes of Might and Magic three is still like, I mean, popular now with uh, maybe slightly older people because they grew up with it. I mean, not like kids, but like maybe 20 and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heroes of Might Magic 3 in Russia just like still cracking off. <laughs> like people will stay after work and be like, you guys up? Let's do this. Just oh, yeah. do it up. It's good shit. 
I love that game. I don't know that I have. There's like more for me to wring out of that game though. Other than it like being a good time with friends. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that there's like. I'm also a little burned. I fe- I did fall down a YouTube hole with that game, but then the person I was following turned out to be a piece of garbage. So oof, burned that. Yeah, <laughs> bridge to the ground. Yeah, it's following that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like watched a stream instead of a YouTube video. I was like, nope, none Oof. of this. Oof. Never watching this again. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh well. So it goes. So it always goes, fucking internet. <laughs> Oh, well, that was a this is a big pile that was a podcast. A fucking did it. pile of salt. Survived. I'm Survived. so I'm so warm. Want to turn my fan <laughs> on? My fan is sitting like two feet away from me, just taunting me with its still blades. I'm gonna turn on an air conditioner. Oh my god! Oh. Heaven, heaven. Oh. Alright, saltcirclepodcast at gmail.com. Saltcirclepod on Twitter. It only took us like two weeks to answer this email after it came in. Because <laughs> I was saving it for this episode. Yeah. Um, uh, find our episodes at anchor.fm Salt Circle and wherever podcasts are found Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, the biz. And I'm on Twitter at Comic Panels. I am stuck to my chair probably for all of eternity after the sweat fuses my <laughs> being to it. So, more chair than man now. Yep. That's where I am. Mm-hmm.